Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everyone. This is Airy in the air. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Today, I want to fucking set you free. I want to set you free to live your life. (sighs) Big breath there. Yesterday, I was interviewed for a podcast called Inside the Adventure. Marshall Mosher? Marshall Mosher. And he asked me a lot of questions about how I would advise someone who's trying to become, how they were, um, how I would advise someone trying to find their passion and trying to make their passion their living, how to become a professional athlete, how to achieve greatness. And over and over, I, the answers that arose in me were basically fuck greatness. (laughs) And so today I want to tell you about that. I want to set you free. And so we're going to listen to something nice here and then we're going to get right into it. Thanks for being here. Here we go. listening to this podcast for the first time welcome if you're a repeating offender (laughs) you're my partner in crime because remember gifting isn't gifting if it's not received so if you are receiving consider supporting this podcast on patreon that's patreon.com slash airy in the air I'm doing free coaching calls for my top tier patrons, so if you'd like to talk to me and have me field your inquiries of whatever is real for you in your life right now, consider becoming a Patreon patron. Thank you so much. To get into what I mean when I say fuck greatness, let me just outline where I currently see our society or this um, how I currently see our 
how we're teaching our children and how we kind of expect each other to behave in this world. Um, there's a number of unhelpful things we tell our youth. One of them is that they can be anything they want to be. It's a fucking lie. Another thing is that you need to find your passion and follow it. That is paralyzing and bullshit. Another one is this fantasy that finding our passions, particularly our creative passions, is the first step of making that your job, which is Man, it's so detrimental. It's so it's so detrimental to the quality of her life. And furthermore, that you should dedicate your time and energy to becoming great. And I am here to tell you, fuck greatness. Fuck greatness. God, if I could have known that a long time ago. And I want to help you understand these things. So... It's not going to be the longest podcast today. I have a hard stop. I have a live Q&A on my YouTube here in 26 minutes. So I just, this is so real for me this morning. I want to sit down. I just went over to my neighbor's house and drank two espressos. So it's working. Uh, so I just made myself a nice little smoothie. I'm going to sip it with you here as I try my best to dispel the bullshit ideas that society has placed in my mind that I realized, and maybe they're in your head too. Hopefully this can be helpful for you. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first illusion, the first lie that we're all sold as children, that we can be anything we want. Just even the verbiage is just wrong. It's just, it's not true. Because I am me and I cannot be you. And so often we have moments that seem to be natural that we wish we were someone else than we are and we can't be anything other than who we are. I'm also confined by the limitations into which I am born. The chance that I could have been an NBA player is very low. A professional basketballer at all, very low. The chance that I could have been a professional hockey player growing up in Central Oregon, extremely low. You might say, Ari, these are semantics, of course. But the reality is that you've got to Play the hand you're dealt. And the hand you're dealt limits you from being whatever you want to be. So the idea that you can be whatever you want to be is just untrue by any metric. You can't be great at whatever you set your mind to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you can't. I am who I am and... Who I am has natural proclivities. A more healthy way 
might be a more healthy framework might be something along the lines of find your strengths and what you like at any given moment because those things are going to change and facilitate the shit out of them follow what interests you And that leads me to my next illusion that society beats us over the head with, which is find your passion. Find your passion. The reason I think this is paralyzing is because as an adolescent, to be told to find your passion, you're constantly compared to other people who have found it. And to just take the legs out from under this sentence of find your passion. First of all, your passion is not something you can find. I'm sorry. Whether you like coffee or whether you like tea is not up to you. Right? Think about the things that you like. Did you one day wake up and say, I'm going to like that thing? And then twist your own arm into liking it? Is that liking something? I don't think so. Your passion is emergent. Your passion arises in consciousness. It arises in your life effervescently. It just is. It just becomes. It just shows up. You do not find it. You allow it. You surrender to it. You become sensitive to it. You become sensitive to what it is that you are passionate about. You do this by trying things, and you do this by having an awareness of what it is that sets you off. You do this by becoming sensitive and aware of what lights you up. As children, it seems like we are so often steered by what our parents like us doing, that we end up following what seems to make our parents happy when we do it, as opposed to developing a deep sensitivity to what legitimately sets us on fire. I would say that this ability to tune in to what your passions are is some kind of connection to your soul. Because your soul is begging, calling, attempting to steer the course of your life. And so often, we have to ignore that so that we can play the human game, the social game, so that we can fit into our families, so that we can make our parents happy, so that we can have our needs met, so that we can not be abandoned, so that we can yada, 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 yada. So as parents, I think that the new paradigm is actually allowing and helping develop a sensitivity in our children that allows them to feel into what feels good. It's also 
instilling in them an understanding of themselves as a verb and not a noun. A child, a person, is not a static thing. It is a process. A person is ever-changing. And we intellectually know this, but there's so many ways in which our teachings and our society don't actually hold this in an embodied sense as to how we expect things of one another. So, don't look for your passion. Develop a sensitivity for what feels good. You're going to feel it in your body. You're going to feel it in the way that you respect yourself. You're going to feel it in the way you feel about yourself. Often this is confused with our own ego telling us how to feel about ourselves based on where we sit in the social hierarchy. How we are perceived by our peers and other people around us. This is why developing a sensitivity for our passions is more important than finding them because we can find things that feel really good egoically that actually aren't our passion, but they make us feel good. They make us feel comfortable because we are achieving something in a way that makes us feel comfortable, accepted, uh, that we have status, that we have power. That's a very different thing. We've all heard the stories of people who have lived their lives and achieved great business success and become millionaires only to realize one day that they're fucking sick. They're sick of the way they act, that they're not happy, that they chased all of the white rabbits down all of the different holes only to wake up and realize that they're sick and tired of their lives, their jobs, their partners, all of these things. I would say that that's because they didn't have a deep sensitivity to what their soul wanted, to what felt good in their bodies, to what made their souls content. This is a sense of integrity where the things that you really deeply want and what you say, and what you do are all in alignment. Okay, and finally, to fuck greatness. Okay, hold on. Hold on, there's one one. There's one that I was missing here. This, this idea that we should take our passions, particularly our creative passions, and make them into our livelihood. This is a fucking terrible idea. Let me rephrase. It is not, it is such a gift, a beautiful fucking gift where there is some alignment between what our creative passions are, what our strengths are, what our soul wants, and what can bring us money. That is fucking great. I'm not saying you should avoid that. No. But, How many people do you know personally 
who wished they could be a musician or a painter or a you name it. And when they think of themselves as a painter or a musician, it is only validated externally and financially. That is to say that they are not a painter or a musician until they can make their entire living from the thing. And then think about how long they will try, how long they will pursue their passions, and what their experience is of doing their thing when they're not being, they're not meeting their own expectation that this creative passion would pay for their life financially. They all give up. They burn out. Their inner dialogue sounds like something like, you're a failure, you haven't made it, you're not enough. The lack of financial validation is proof of that. You haven't had your big break. This is tragic. Because had they found a profession that would meet their financial needs while also providing the time away from work for them to pursue their creative passions, and they held their creative passions in their heart and mind as something sacred that filled them up, they held their creative passions in their heart and mind as something that they enjoyed just for the sake of doing, the person would likely do that ad infinitum. They would never stop. Maybe they would shift if they were a guitarist. Maybe they play, they learn to play the piano. Maybe they start painting. Maybe they start bird watching. But to hold your passions, the things that you really like to do, as a bit more sacred than just a way to produce revenue will likely lead you to be more filled up than if you use only financial validation as a way to tell you when you've made it. You're going to have a lot better time. I tell you this from experience that I chased the white rabbit of having my athletic endeavors make my fi- meet my financial needs for so long that it nearly killed me. That's not to say that I'm not still trying to use my athletic prowess and my achievements as a way to produce revenue, but I feel like I'm holding it a bit different in my head now. There are other ways that I can make money, and when I need the money, I do creative things with my camera. I make films and take pictures and yada yada. But the final thing that I want to chop is about greatness. Fuck greatness. Fuck becoming great. You're already great. I'll start there. You're already fucking great. You're already enough. You're already doing it. 
your sense of achievement should not be tied up in relativity to other humans. Greatness is relative. Competence is objective and a great thing to aim for. Competence, learning, these are all great things. But competence and even mastery, I would say mastery is competence to the extreme, is something that's pretty much objective. In my life, that looks like competence being that I can fly a paraglider safely and that I'm familiar with the edges of what the glider does, what the micrometeorology that's relevant in paragliding um, that I have experience, that I can manage my emotions and my equipment and all of these different dynamics. This is competence. Greatness is that I'm better than most people who do it, that I'm in the 1% of skill for pilots. I'd be lying to tell you that that's not some kind of motivation for me, but it's a motivation that literally makes me take risks that threaten my life, that take the joy away from what I'm doing, because greatness is relative, and relative is comparison. And the Mark Twain quote is so apt that Comparison is the thief of joy. If you are aiming for relative greatness, expect the joy to be sucked out of your soul through your asshole. And you'll likely be left every day feeling that. Hurt in your butt. But if you look at your sports your recreation, your creative pursuits, and your life at large as an opportunity to grow and to experience and to be present with what you're doing, to sink your teeth into what is in front of you. You are likely to be filled up. You are likely to find your soul content. You are likely to find joy in what you're doing. Keep singing. Don't worry about a record. Keep playing. Don't worry about people paying you to do it. If you can't do it for the joy, then find something that you can do that just brings you joy and that's enough. Sometimes we've tainted the things that we do because we've already set this expectation that external validation through finance will come and we will be joyous when we get there. So maybe we need to stop doing that thing for a while, find something that we suck at, that we can find joy doing, so that we can reteach ourselves how to be present with what's in front of us and how to be joyous in the process. Because if you're looking for greatness, relative greatness, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Because you're comparing yourself to other people all the time. And I don't know if you know this, but people are fucking good at shit. 
People are really good at fucking walking wobbly ropes like I do and flying paragliders like I do, and I'm definitely not the best at either one of those things. So, if we can set our own expectations of ourselves in presence, growth, fulfillment, and to keep ourselves from frivolously comparing ourselves to other people all the time, we're likely to find a bit more joy. Competence, mastery, over-greatness, fuck-greatness. Find what fills you up and shape yourself in a way that can actually hold it. If there is something that might possibly fill you up, then you need to have the bottom on the jar. If you are just a bottomless pit, that you are endlessly seeking external validation and endlessly setting your own expectations for yourself with some future achievement that you'll be happy when you get there, that you'll be present when you get there, you don't have the bottom on the jar and there's nothing that could actually fill you up. So, shape yourself in a way that allows your experiences in life, your learning, your doing, shape yourself in a way that you can hold in your soul the joy that life can bring you. I hope that for myself. I hope that for myself. I so often have been a bottomless jar seeking external validation, waiting for something to save me, waiting for my big break, waiting for money. I tell you this because I hope this for you and I hope this for me. And maybe right now I have it as an intellectual knowing and I hope that if I say it enough times that it will, that I can wear it like a mantra and hopefully the ink will stain my skin so that I can walk around with it embodied as a part of me. I hope that's helpful. I love you. Have a great day. I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>